Superlight, Episode 4. Rock Hatfield, best-selling author, producer, and innovator, reads his new groundbreaking novel, Superlight. The author blends myths and ideas from the ancient astronaut theory and the Hebrew Bible to tell a story that will open the mind to new possibilities and distant worlds, all under the creation of the One. This is Superlight. One of the Greys survived the crash on Max Braswell's farm near Roswell, New Mexico. The pilot and expeditionary leader, says Caption Barbara Carpenter, Commander Special Operations on Station at Pine Bluff, Arkansas. Thank you for that brief, Captain, Senator Abramson replies. Captain, are we monitoring that station now? The senator asks. Yes, sir, we have two deep space birds looking at it right now. They were launched six years ago under the command of the Space Force. That station is very busy, scout ships flying in and out very routinely. Thank you, Captain, the senator adds. A panel of Washington types can be seen in the video call. Captain, I understand that these creatures only inhabit the bodies we see. The small greys, Almadies. It's a type of suit that allows Theme to interact with this realm or dimension. Is that the understanding? Asks one of the other senators on the panel. Yes, that's our understanding, Senator. Our research has indicated that the greys are a living space suit with a creature made of some sort of light energy operating them. These light creatures reportedly can move in and out of these living spacesuits, explains the captain. Have we ever seen the energy beings, captain? The senator asks. Not that I am aware of, senator, but that doesn't mean that someone may have seen them. There are many security levels above mine, five that I know of and maybe more. My understanding is that many of those are, are above POTUS. Okay, thank you very much, captain. By the way, is there someone we could speak with that has more information? She laughs. Something amusing caption. Senator, you should speak with Brad Hilliard at Advanced Photonics in Boston. I understand he has prototyped a camera that can see these things. How do you know about this? The senator asks. Senator, I am in the intelligence gathering business. She smiles. Thank you, Captain, that will conclude our panel inquiry session for today. He strikes the gavel. Brad's cell phone rings. He is driving his 2028 Invicted EL. He fell in love with this car when he was a kid with screensavers and posters on his wall. When Brad was a kid, the electric vehicle market was just taking off. Back then, most people drove old-fashioned gas-powered cars. But the Invicta was inspirational. This is Brad, he says into his phone. Brad, hi. This is Captain Barbara Carpenter from Space Force. I spoke with you at that Space Force meet and greet thing last October, the captain explains. Oh, okay, hey, I don't remember. You were talking up the Space Force and looking for new contractors and such, right? That's right, Brad. What can I do for you, Captain? Well, it's more like how can I help you? Our little group has been monitoring a lot of chatter the last few days regarding your superlight project, the Captain says. Oh, really? Brad responds. Yes, really. I want to invite you to Arkansas for a tour and a little sit-down. Brad, have you seen the Archer Arrow? Brad says. Yes, I have seen videos. Awesome. Aircraft. Three times the speed of sound in the lap of luxury. That's the one. I will have Bill Archer fly it out and pick you up. You'll be here in an hour. Okay, Barbara, how could I say no to an invite like that? Great, be at Boston International Hangar 3B at 9 a.m. in the morning, Captain Carpenter says. Thanks, Brad, see you soon. It's dark and late. Nancy and Walter are waiting for Brad to show. It's a procking midnight. A knock at the van door, it's Brad. Sorry I'm late, he says. Crazy fucking day. Did you get the cot set up, Walter? We got it. 
my brother brought me a futon over. Great, wait, did you tell your brother anything about this project? Brad asks, no, he's not interested in my work, no worries, just a bunch of computer craft to him, Walter laments. Sorry, but I got the weirdest call from a gal at Space Force sifting around about the superlight. Matter of fact, she invited me out to Pine Bluff Station in Arkansas tomorrow. She is sending Bill Arch to pick me up in his new plane, Brad explains. Brad, Nancy asks, do you think they know what we are doing? I don't think so, but you know what? Better safe than sorry. Walter, anyway we can move the van to a remote location, at least until we find out what is going on. Walter nods yes. Okay, I am going to sleep for a few hours before I get ready to meet Archer at the airport. Nancy, did you prepare a list? Check, Nancy says. Okay then, let's try this. I am exhausted, Brad says. It's been a long day. Brad moves to the back of the long van to where Walter has his futon set up. Walter and Nancy have made adjustments to the gear and are waiting to see if something happens. An image of the big arena comes into focus. The superlight is aimed in Brad's direction, and you can see his driver is calm, not moving much. Walter and Nancy step outside the van for some fresh air. They immediately notice some black SUVs parked at the other end of the garage. Nancy, I don't like the looks of that. No, me neither, Nancy says. Nancy and Walter quickly enter the van. Walter gets into the driver's seat and starts the big truck. He pulls it into drive and rolls slowly out toward the exit. The black SUVs are empty. The occupants must have went upstairs, Walter says as he drives carefully. Walter eases out onto a street, then up onto a highway. Nancy walks back to where Brad is sleeping to appraise him of the situation. When she passes by the screen, she can see the driver is gone from Brad's body. She pans the superlight around to see if she can find it. As she pans around, she sees it. It is looking at the panel that holds the three iridium chips. Nancy walks to it. Can you hear me, driver? It turns quickly. Yes, I can test Galara. Nancy is curious. Why do you call me by that name? The driver responds to her inquiry. Because this is your Ethereum name. You are one of my eleven daughters. Nancy's eyes are wide open. Wait, what? You owe me driver. My name is Zia Avint. You are Tescalera Vinth. You were a gift of the one. The one provides. Nancy is stunned. So Zia, you are telling me you are my father. My driver's father. Yes, that would be accurate, Zia says. We have both chosen this travel that we might be close. However, the travelers are to never learn of the driver. The traveler is to remain oblivious to the driver. Your travel, my travel have now become voided. We can no longer from this point provide unbiased data to the one. We now risk the travels of many Ethereans if the waterbots continue to use this device. Wait, wait Zia, I thought the travelers, which is a nicer term than waterbots, can only do what the driver tells it to do. That is accurate, Zia explains. This can only mean that this unauthorized device is being promoted by an Ethereum of the New Empire. Zia, I heard Brad mention the New Empire in the Old Dominion. Zia disappears, Brad is waking up. Nancy, what is going on? Are we moving? Brad, we saw a bunch of black government SUVs parked in the garage, so we left quickly so now we are on the highway moving west I believe. I am glad you are awake. Why did you wake me earlier? Brad mumbles. I was speaking to your driver, Zia Vinth. What? Brad says. Yep, your driver is my driver's father. What? Brad says again. That's right, and my driver is named Tescalera. So, Zia, get your lazy ass out of bed, and let's decide where we are going to park this beast. I'm starving. Let's pull into some truck stop and get something to eat. It's four in the morning. I have to be at the airport at nine, Brad says. 
Nancy, Walter, and Brad are walking across the jet stop parking lot. After finishing a breakfast special, they stop at the van. Okay, I am going to get an Uber back to my place, clean up, and get to my flight, Brad says. Nancy is on her phone and becomes animated. Okay, let me call you back in a few, she hangs up. The feds FBI, I think, raided our offices. They raided the labs, took out all kinds of stuff. Computers, everything that wasn't nailed down, Nancy says, out of breath. That was those guys in the black SUVs Walter surmises. That is so fucked up, my shareholders and the board are going to freak right the fuck out. Brad says as he dials the phone. I am getting on that plane like I am. I will take a bird bath here and go on out to the airport from here. Walter, can you hide the van somewhere safe? Yes, I know some good spots. I'll take care of it. Nancy, go with him. Don't say anything until we find out what is really going on. I'm sure it has something to do with the superlight. Morning traffic is busy on the Boston Loop near the airport. The lane that exits to the airport is backed up for a mile. It's moving but slowly. Brad is in the backseat of an Uber SUV, headed to meet Bill Archer. He is frantically working the phone. He has spoke with his assistant Elaine, and she has reported that the FBI has served a search and seizure warrant on the Advanced Photonic Lab and everything related to the Superlight Project. Brad, they took everything that wasn't bolted down. They said they were here on orders of the Justice Department. What are they up to? Elaine asks. Well, my guess is, they see the Superlight as some sort of national security threat. That's my best guess right now. I am at my meeting now, Elaine. I will call you in a while. Okay, Brad. They are asking for you. What should I say to them? Tell them I should be in the office later today. Be careful, Brad, Elaine says as she hangs up the phone. The Uber is pulling up to the big 3B hangar on the south end of the airport. A guard at the security gate instructs them where to park. Just as Brad is exiting the SUV, he hears a very loud whining sound. He thought it was an aircraft in distress perhaps, but then quickly noticed a gleaming private jet-sized craft coming down vertically from high above. It was the Archer Arrow. Brad studied it as it slowly made its way to the ground. Brad could hear all the clicks and clacks coming from all the hydraulic actuators that controlled the four big turbofans that power it. Super impressive Brad shouts over the engines to the Uber driver. Brad stands and watches as the craft settles to the ground. The door opens, and world-famous aviator Bill Archer is jumping down the air stairs onto the tarmac. Bill is well into his 60s, but very agile. Brad, Bill Archer, good to meet you, Bill says as he gives Brad a big firm handshake. Good to meet you, Bill. I have read a lot about you and your company. Oh, sir, the one, Bill chuckles. They move toward the plane and step aboard. Bill left the engines idling. Bill buttons up the door and it becomes almost tomb-like quiet. Wow, Bill, it's so quiet. Yes, all our aircraft have a noise cancellation software system, but on this thing, we needed to pull out all the stops. Thank you for joining us for this exciting installment of Superlight. Look for the print version of Superlight where you buy books. Superlight is part of the Atlantium Network, a collection of books, videos, and podcasts. You can find all things Atlantium on Amazon, Lulu, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Until next time, power and glory to the one.